another edition of the Pony Stampede Podcast. I'm your publisher, Billy Embody. Thank you for listening again to the Pony Stampede Podcast. You can check us out wherever you listen to podcasts at. Leave us a rating, a review, and hit that subscribe button. Uh, Kind of a quiet time right now. Uh, on the SMU front across the board, but we, we'll riff on some things in this in this podcast as uh, SMU hosted a couple uh, unofficial visitors over the weekend that I'll get to. Um, we continue to get reactions from uh, official visitors from this past, uh, from that, that first official visit weekend in May. They didn't have any official visitors in this weekend, um, and so... Anyway, we're, we're continuing to roll those out. So if you're looking for reactions from SMU's official visitors as they roll through, you can find it all on PonyStampede.com. Check us out. Pick up a subscription if you'd like. And um, tell your friends about uh, PonyStampede.com if you're already one of our subscribers. So SMU hosted uh, a couple unofficial visitors I really wanted to touch on, um, one of them being uh, Florissant, Missouri, Hazelwood Central, uh, defensive end Caleb Taylor. He's ranked as the number 73 overall strong side defensive end in the country on 24-7 sports as a three-star prospect. He's 6'4", 244 pounds, uh, offers from Ball State, Iowa State, Kansas, SMU, Memphis, um, Wyoming is another one in there. And um, look, I mean, he's somebody that they really like and um, have really wanted to get down on an unofficial visit, and and he did on Saturday. He made the drive down with his family to Dallas to check it out. So uh, I, I spoke with him on, on Sunday. Uh, he had a really, really nice time. I mean, they they gave him, I would say, the red carpet treatment as much as they could do from uh, uh, defense men's coach Randall Joyner meeting with him, Sonny Dykes met with him, um, SMU's branding and social media director, um, uh, Lauren Damone met with him, and uh, – you know, gave him kind of a lay of the land in terms of branding yourself. Took the tour, took pictures. I mean, really, they they laid out the red carpet for him. So we'll have his full reaction up on PonyStampede.com. But I think SMU really helped themselves uh, on this visit. He's he's planning to get back for an official visit uh, in the summer, and um, he's got his eyes set on on Iowa State and Wyoming uh, official visits as well. Now, I'm I'm interested to see where where SMU really likes him at because I, I think. Look, 6'4", 244, he's got some size to him, and he's got some room to grow and add to his frame. His testing numbers weren't incredible at the opening. 5'1", 465, shuttle, 26-inch vertical. They just really, I mean, that's that's not great. Um, but look, I mean, he, he's somebody that if he, if he um, ends up playing on the inside, I think uh, that's somebody that you can develop and, and, and you have some – uh, some things that you like about him, and and certainly I think if he plays inside, that 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 changes um, how he his athleticism who is uh, looked at, um, and and so anyway, if he's if he's a if he's a guy that you like inside, and I think that's that's kind of the move, and and you can move him in there. Um, SMU has has two defensive ends that they really like in uh, Stafford defensive end Robert Wooten and. Um, New Orleans area defensive end Kari Coleman but I'll say this I, I think both are are certainly more um, traditional edge rushers in that sense and um, are guys that um, you know can can really um, get after the passer so this would be somebody that would would play that strong side would play um, you know out, out there 
Um, and again, potentially move inside. I think his frame says that that that's a, a very likely landing spot for him at the next level. Um, and uh, so that'll be uh, that'll be something to monitor as as his recruitment kind of goes along. Is is where does he end up playing um, at the next level, and and where does SMU see him in their grand scheme of things? But I really think SMU helped themselves with the visit, um, and. Um, you know, it's just uh, one where um, we'll kind of see how, how things play out. Iowa State <clears throat> is another one that, that he, he feels, um, I think, pretty good about and, uh, you know, could certainly end up uh, taking an official visit there and really liking it. But I'll be interesting to see, again, just kind of how things play out with him. Where do schools like him the most? And um, like I said, how it plays out for him. So good unofficial visit this weekend. I mean, I think, I think it says a lot that he came down on his own dime with his family to check it out. And, um, so yeah, I mean, that, that was, uh, that was good to see on that front. So, um, like I said, um, Caleb Taylor, defensive end out of, out of Hazelwood, um, checks out SMU and, and, uh, came away with a pretty, pretty strong, um, you know, positive experience out of it. Now, another player uh, that was on campus was Lubbock Cooper, uh, wide receiver Jawan Johnson. Um, he's somebody that um, you know, I, I think it, it could be a potential walk-on candidate that, that was on campus, but I really like his film, and, and so I wanted to highlight him a, a little bit as well. So Jawan Johnson is, is, is a 5'11", 150-pound wide receiver, but the thing I like about him is apparently he's, he's a fairly strong track athlete for Cooper, Runs their four four by four hundred team extremely well, and so um, with his speed, that's something where I, I think it's one of those guys. If you can get verified speed, and they might not have offers, you get them to walk on. They're going to have a chance. And um, so right now, he doesn't have any offers yet. I think as he navigates the summer, hits some college camps, he could pick some up. But right now, that was a guy that they wanted to bring in. Brett Dearson's recruiting him, and uh, they brought him in at the the kind of the tail end of the week. They didn't bring him in over the weekend, um, but he was in town and. And um, so he made the trip up and uh, checked out SMU. So that was just one other one that I wanted to highlight uh, for you guys as well. Now, um, look, I, I think um, since we since we last talked, a couple things uh, popped up for us. Um, Calvin Wiggins, the SMU signee, 2019 wide receiver, finished second in the 200-meter dash overall. He took home second place, um, and just absolutely, that's coming off the heels of, uh, you know, 29 to 200-meter. Uh, I mean, just absolutely blazing speed. And, and that's something that where I, I think gives, gives you uh, plenty of optimism in terms of his ability to contribute right away, especially just even, I mean, running simple go-routes. I mean, that's world-class speed right there. So um, he's somebody that needs to continue to get bigger. That's I think that's the key for him getting physically stronger, um, and and if he can do that, if he can put on 15 pounds by the start of the season, I mean he's got the frame for it. That's going to give him a real shot to to contribute right away to be that first wide receiver in off the bench. Because if you think about it, you're going to have Reggie, James Prochet, C.J. Sanders, and you know somebody else right in there. You know right Tyler Page, uh, Kyle Granson's you know going to be fighting for snaps in there, and then. Uh, Ryan Becker will be back at tight end. I mean, it's just kind of a, a when you look at personnel groupings, it's just kind of an interesting group. But th- him having that world class speed will give him certainly a chance. Um, 
to, to, to play right away. And, and he already had a chance to play right away being a big receiver. It's adding that. I, I think that weight for Calvin is going to be key. Um, so look, um, I, I, I think, um, I think he's, he's somebody that right now is, is, is a few pounds away from contributing at a high level as a freshman, but I mean, just congratulations to Calvin Wiggins. I mean, second overall in the state of Texas in the 200 meter dash is no joke. So, uh, that was that was great to see for Calvin. I'm sure he was excited about that. Um, look, um, you know, I, I think uh, another thing that dropped is we had a big article, a couple articles in, in a couple days on Preston Stone. And um, I just wanted to, and we're, we're going to talk a little bit more about that. Um, I'm in Houston, and um, I'm going to talk with Mike Roach, uh, who's, who, who saw Preston that day. We're going to have him on just because he's also seen a lot of SMU targets over the last couple of weeks. So Mike and I are going to get together, do a little podcast uh, for you guys on Thursday. But um, I, I think the thing to take away from that with Preston is that um, I think very – I'm trying to think of the right word um, – candid in, in saying that, look, SMU is a real contender here. And, and I think, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily – know that he ends up at SMU. He's just not a kid that ends up at SMU, right? The number one dual threat quarterback in the country, a top 25 overall prospect, or, or right in that range, I think. Um, it, it, it just doesn't happen. So, look, I mean, the the positive thing for SMU fans to take away with is he's paid – He's paid extremely close attention to the program. I mean, he you know references watching the wide receivers like James Prochet and how they perform. He's he's I'm sure he's talking with he's talked with Shane Bouchel before um, when he's been out of practice with Shane. Um, so he'll be around a lot and he's going to get exposed to it. I mean, SMU legacy, his brothers on campus or will be this fall. Um, it, it's something where you know they're they're going to be watching and and um, they're they've they've got a real shot. Um, I'm interested to see, you know, how it plays out over the next really year and year or so, just under a year as, as Preston looks to make a decision. But um, the, I think there was a lot of positives for SMU fans to take away if you're monitoring that recruitment of, of Preston Stone. So um, those are a few quick hits that I wanted to touch on real quick. We're going to take our first break um, of the podcast here, and, and we'll be right back after this with more on the Pony Stampede podcast. Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the Pony Stampede podcast. Um, thank you guys again for listening. Again, you can subscribe, leave us a rating, leave us a review. We'd really appreciate it. Spread the word about PonyStampede.com. 
Um, if you're a subscriber and you do get one of your friends to subscribe, we do uh, copy for that. We appreciate that as our subscribers really, I mean, are our best um, way to get new subscribers on board. So anyway, we appreciate all you guys out there listening and, and subscribing. I wanted to flip over a little bit to the basketball side of things um, and give you guys a, a, a name to know um, moving forward. And, and I think it's one where um, you, I think you, you're um, you know, going to be kind of have to just say, all right, we'll see how this plays out. But um, look, Brookwood elite um, point guard Keyshawn Bartholomew. Uh, he's uh, currently in the 2020 class, but he is heavily, heavily looking at reclassifying. He had a huge first live evaluation period playing for Brookwood Elite on the Adidas Gauntlet. Um, he's a 6'2", kind of wiry point guard. Uh, he can facilitate. He can make some shots from mid and long range. He's, he's really quick and, and makes good decisions with the ball for the most part. Now, here's the thing. Uh, like I said, he's 2020. He's looking at him. Uh, looking at going in the 2019 class. Right now, nobody has really kind of taken the bait on that just yet. SMU is. Um, they're they're beginning to really kind of turn the wheels on, on getting him into the 2019 class, trying to get a point guard on board. They're still trying to do that. Um, as I mentioned on the last podcast, SMU is technically full right now. But again, roster turnover can still happen. Uh, Keyshawn Bartholomew is, is somebody to watch. Um, right now, West Virginia is a school that's really heavy on him, but they're on him for the 20, 2020 class. Um, and then on the flip side of that, he's got offers from Arizona State, High Point, and UMass. So those are the ones to really watch um, right now. But look, I mean, 24-7 sports has him as a top 100 player. He's the number 18 point guard in the country. He's out of Canada. Uh, so SMU does have that connection with Isaiah Mike and has just recruited that um, you know area of you know, very, very well. Um, so 24 seven really, I mean, gave him his props for, for stepping up in the, in the first live evaluation period. And, um, you know, look, I mean, he's, he's somebody that if SMU can get him on board, I mean, that'd be a huge addition for the class. And I know they're, they're still working the transfer market. There are a couple transfers out there, um, that, that they're poking around at and, and I'll, I'll drop those on, uh, the pony stampede, uh, message board, um, for those who want more information on the basketball recruiting side of things, um, you know there, there's there's they're running out of time though. I mean, look, they are. Uh, it's May 13th. You've got to make decisions on guys on the roster as well. If they're not going to be back, you've got to give them time to certainly you know get get to a new destination. And um, you know, like I said, I, I think um, they've got to uh, to figure it out relatively quickly. So Keyshawn Bartholomew would be one where. Uh, they can get him on campus, get him to visit. You know that'd be that'd be huge, obviously, in his recruitment and um, you know making a push for him. You know SMU has a good relationship with Brookwood uh, Elite out of Canada, and so um, we'll see just kind of how things play out there. But that's one name I wanted to um, give you, um, you know, right away. And and look, I mean, don't don't be surprised if there's a staff change. I'll say this: I, I just think that. It's due for a shakeup. Um, there's just been buzz o- over that for the last month and a half. I mean, I could I could see it staying intact, but I, I do think there's a chance that we see somebody make a move here. Um, and, and so that's just something we'll have to keep an eye on. It, it's starting to get that silly season of rumors across college basketball about um, you know who's uh, you know who's going where and who's doing what. And 
um, SMU isn't immune to that. And so um, just keep an eye on that as, as we can continue to kind of go through uh, the, the off season and, and get to, um, you know, the, the uh, next basketball season um, because there will, there'll be tons of rumors flying around. And, and that's one that I've heard is, is don't be surprised if there's some, some staff changes on the basketball front. Um, finally, um, look, I, I thought this was a good article that Brad Crawford from our national desk did is 10 college football games. We'd love to see on the future schedule. So I'm just going to kind of wrap up with this and kind of give you a couple, uh, three, three SMU ones that I, that I think would be great. I mean, I, the obvious one to start with right away is SMU, Versus Arkansas, um, I mean, for so many reasons. I mean, you know, uh, you know, the meeting between you know Sonny Dykes and Chad Morris, um, and and just kind of getting that back together. I think would would be um, anybody who followed that that drama kind of unfolding as he left, and then of course the Baylor situation the year before. I think it'd be one where uh, if they can get it on the books in the next couple of years would be pretty fiery, but that's kind of the window now. I, I think once, you know, the rest of the guys that r- were recruited by coach Morris, uh, left, I think it kind of would lose its luster. Um, but it, it's nearby, it's regional. It could be one that we could see down the road. Another one, uh, that I would like to see, especially would be SMU USC. Uh, there's tons of connections between California and SMU. Uh, I think California is the second largest state in terms of feeding uh, kids to SMU so that'd be cool for it it wouldn't be a home and home it would be like Michigan I mean there's no way USC would come out to Dallas unless it would be like a Jerry World or something like that but um, USC SMU I think like I said the connections with the student body would be cool um, it you know I, I think there are some connections with the SMU staff out to, out in California and they poked around out there in the recruiting trail so um, two private schools SMU is called UFC of the uh, of the East or what or whatever or the South or however they put it. Um, so again, I, I think that would be kind of a cool one that would be on a national stage for SMU, kind of similar to SMU Michigan. And look, I mean, if they did it in five years from now, who knows? Maybe SMU uh, is rolling and USC is still kind of a middle middle of the pack, uh, you know, Pac-12 team and kind of struggling to find its way at times. So um, that's one, and then. Um, Finally, I think in terms of cool games to to go uh, potentially see, um, I I think uh, this one wouldn't have like a ton of a ton of um, draw, but I I really think SMU Virginia would be cool, and and it's kind of a pain. Charlottesville's kind of a pain to get to, but um, I I just think two premier academic institutions getting together for an out of conference game, SMU and the AAC, um, and and Virginia and in the ACC, I think it would just kind of be, um, I think both, if they could do it as a home and home, I think both fan bases would just really enjoy it. Um, for, for just so many reasons, I think there's, there's a lot of similarities between the two fan bases and, and, uh, both are great schools. And, um, you know, like I said, I I think that would kind of be one that would be a little bit more reasonable to do. Um, and one I would like to see. So if you haven't checked out Brad's, uh, uh, article on our board, uh, 10 college football games, we'd love to see, um, he's got, uh, his broken down, um, doesn't include any of those, but, um, like I said, um, check out, uh, all of those. So I thought that was cool. Um, look guys, we'll have coaches on the road, back on the road, um, as spring games begin to he- heat up this week. I'm in Houston, checking out a couple practices in Houston, Shadow Creek and Side Creek, um, on Monday and Tuesday, I'll be back in the Baton Rouge area 
for spring games on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then hit New Orleans on Saturday uh, for spring games. So lots to do this week, lots of coverage to come. Uh, we'll continue to roll out a lot of recruiting coverage as, as the summer begins to kind of roll along here. Um, for the coaching staff, uh, towards the end of the month, SMU hosting its uh, camps. Um, they are uh, starting with a seven-on-seven camp. And then as June hits, uh, their first camps camps will uh, happen with with uh, Texas. And then the week after that, Oklahoma uh, coming to Ford Stadium to do a camp with SMU. So uh, look forward to those. We'll be out at both. Um, and then Sonny Dyke speaking in uh, Houston today at the Touchdown Club uh, of Houston on Monday. So hope you guys enjoyed this Pony Stampede podcast. We'll be back at it on Thursday. We'll have Mike Roach with us, break down a lot of SMU recruits that he's seen over the over the last week or so as he's been on the trail. And um, we'll answer your subscriber questions as always. So hope you guys enjoyed in this edition of the Pony Stampede podcast and have a great week.